All right, let's do this. This week on The Reverse Stick, just one champion to be crowned as hopes rise and fade. Coaches walk and Matt Allen strangles someone asking silly questions. (laughs) And greetings and welcome to The Reverse Stick. The Global Hockey Podcast. I'm co-host John Lee and joining me is co-host... Matt Allen, thanks very much John. I'm, it's a pleasure to join you once again here. You're out on bail obviously. <laughs> oh mate, this is actually, I'm, I'm quite pleased to have this couple of hours to sit opposite you, turn the phone off and uh, yeah, like you say at the top of the show, uh, stop fielding silly questions. It's that time of the year isn't it? Oh, a lot what? going on. You are handling uh, a big job this weekend. First ones game that the the new turf that we've seen on the the Twitter and Instagram stuff. Yep. Um, and we've also got the old club room still going. Got all the uh, over fifties finals and other finals going on down at grass finals at the old place. Turf finals, uh, turf games, and finals. My boys have actually yeah. managed to get a bit of a swing on the fixturing and get down. Uh, first men's finals game to be played on the new turf. Oh, Big smile right. on my face for that one. Uh, it's just absolutely bedlam. And of course, we're trying to get in team photos, team reports for the end of season newsletters. We're trying to get teams sorted out for end of season games. We're trying to get, oh, geez, people scheduled on bar, on kitchen, on bins, on everything you could possibly imagine. My mind is even less on this gig this week than it was last week. But hey, look, we're here. For yeah. episode 109, and we're glad you're here too. Ooh. That was resonated, didn't it? Feed down. Motorbike. News. Well, big news, Matt. The Belfius Euro Hockey Championship has concluded. Well. Uh, played and won. Uh, do you want to start with the men or the women? Let's start with the men. Any, okay. Any any massive upset? No. We predicted here three weeks ago, John, who the two winners were. <laughs> Did we? we? No, we didn't. Though. No. Oh, well, no, no real massive upset in some ways. Uh, Spain and Belgium. Perhaps Spain getting to the final was a little bit of an upset. They... Um, Who'd they beat in their semi-final? They got over the top of the Netherlands four goals to three yeah, and actually yeah, yeah. stunned them. I think we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, those three it. early goals. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Um, Five-nil victory to the Belgians in the end over Spain. Um, maybe it's a case of playing their uh, uh, their grand final in the semi-final. You see that often teams, they do so well to get to a certain level yeah. and then just can't take that extra step sometimes. Well, they didn't get on the board early, uh, Belgium. Did what Belgium do at the moment? That's uh, they've got the set now, haven't they? Well, they just need to get the Olympics next year. Yeah, but I think there might be other people in the way for that. There, there could very well be, um, and they're a machine, aren't they? At the moment, I mean, they just tick along, and when they need to put it in goal-scoring gear, they do. They just go bang, bang. Thanks very much for coming. And what goals? <laughs> you know, what, what, it's just goals. Be, yeah, be, beautiful hockey to watch. They're at the t- on the top of the world at the moment, but. I don't know, do, do, does that put them to number one on the uh, rankings at this stage? We've got, no, we've got Oceania we'll, to come up, haven't we? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the rankings in a moment because we'll talk about what the Olympic qualification process is now and where we're sitting with that because there's still one continental champion to come and that's Australia or New Zealand in the Oceania Cup. Because there's only I'm glad two you said all New Zealand there. Let's get through some of this um, Euro stuff though. Belgium did finish first, Spain in second place. Net and Belgium by that first place finished automatic qualification for the Olympics as the continental champion. Netherlands finished third, beating um, Germany in the uh, third versus fourth place 4-0. Then it was, um, sorry, Germany fourth. Great Britain finished fifth, sixth and seventh. That's England, Wales and Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> With Ireland rounding out the uh, the eight teams there in bottom position. So that's sadly for Ireland and Scotland means uh, Euro 2 next year. It does indeed. And with that result brings the resignation or the agreed mutual resignation, whatever, of Alexander Cox as the Irish coach. From what I was reading, he walked. Would you concur with that? I think he was pushed. I've read a little bit that there was some disharmony within the camp and there was a, a, a potential clash of styles and probably best at this time that he stepped away and went back to concentrating on the Kampong job and Ireland move on 
to the next phase. We'll talk more, a bit more about that in a second. Uh, let's have a look now at the women. What happened there? Well, once again, no real surprise with the Netherlands taking out the final there over Germany, a 2-0 victory. Germany finishing in second place. Uh, a pretty good result considering their performances in the Pro League where uh, at times they didn't look like they were really hitting their stride at, at all. Looked a bit disjointed as a team. Yeah, well, the Netherlands way. certainly hit their stride in the semi-final with the 8-0 win over England, yeah. um, being record defeats and wins and all sorts of uh, things going on there. Was Yes, in the first semi-final, Germany beating Spain just 3-2. Three three two. Two. That game. second goal for the Spanish women, oh, jeez, that was an absolute crack of individual effort. Yeah. Uh, Spain finished third, winning the third, fourth class game against England. It was tied at one all before a shootout, which, of course, being a shootout, Spain naturally won because they seem to have the knack at that, both the men and the women. Gigi missed hers, though, didn't she? Yeah, we're not talking about that. She's okay. saving the, the John goal for the Olympics. Okay. Gold medal game. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah look, loving that. But well, well done to Andrew and Aidy and the yeah, team yeah. there. Fantastic. That's, I think that's the first medal in 16 years or so for, for the Spanish women at the Euros. Really? So, yeah. It's that long? Like, yeah. A, 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 I find yeah, that surprising. Su- super progression happening. And, and for the men to make it into the final there as well, there's, there's some good things happening. Although, how long can you rely on Pal pa- Kemada? <laughs> He's, he's 84 years old now. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's got much more. Maybe Tokyo, and that's going to be him done. He might need 80, to go 85. To huh? He might need to go to backers. Well, he might. Get no, some work done. no, he's got a be- beautiful head of hair. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Lustrous, voluminous. It could be spray on. Could no, be no, 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 no. It's... it's uh, He's got the good. Okay. Uh, England finished in fourth place. Ireland in fifth. Belgium in sixth. And sadly for mine, Russia and Belarus seventh and eighth. So they're going to drop out. Um, sadly, I say in the sense that it's, it's nice to have European, Eastern European representation. And they're, they're large areas with large populations. And if hockey be, could, could become popular in there, it can only be to the benefit well, of Apparently the they're, they're amalgamating for the next Olympics. Russia and Belarus. Yeah. Yeah. And all the former CCCP countries. Are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well. I know why that might be. I think the former CCCP countries are all amalgamating again anyway. Well, there you go. At a higher level. Get set for it. Yeah. Exciting hockey to come out of the East. Yeah. Watch this space. Potential boycott. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on, shall we? Uh, so well done to the Netherlands. They're automatically qualifying for the Olympics. Um, really? Matt, that's the only news. No other international hockey has been played in For real? the last week. For real. If we go to the old TMS Doobie Welky and website and go in progress, look what comes up. Nothing. Nothing's in progress. There's training in Pakistan at the moment. I've seen that at the National Stadium. The men's side are getting prepared for the Olympic qualifiers. Well, let's talk about that, shall we? <laughs> Okay, Matt. Olympic qualifiers. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Thanks yeah, for joining us. Uh, you can join us when we're not on air and listen to the show on the socials, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All that, the Reverse Stick. Even head to our YouTube page. There might be something of some interest pop up there at some Have point. Have you got time. some secret video? <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. I might be filming there. <laughs> I did do a little secret interview last week, but there's more. That, that's going to be a couple of weeks away. Really? Yeah, yeah secret yeah, interview. Yeah, with uh, with the head honcho, number one, the, the, the super. Uh, look, just uh, keep it to yourself for now. Oh, you, oh, you you've been working assiduously behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. Okay, let's get on to all this Olympic qualifying stuff because it's. The picture has gotten much clearer now the Euros are over. Even though we still have one qualification to go, it's either going to be Australia or New Zealand who's going to take that um, confederation spot. So we can sort of work around how this is all going to play out now. Um, I can't claim to have uh, figured all these these rankings out myself. Um, We pinched them, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I think there's there's thanks to a uh, Dutch or one of the Belgians Fellows, and uh, we pinched it off in the uh, right? Yeah, I think that's basically it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is how it looks like working out. We'll start with the women. Okay. So we've could got you imagine having the time to sit down independently of uh, 
the rankings being released by the FIH to go yeah well I'll just I'll just see what it looks like now and to, uh, to have that mental capacity to be able to work out yourself what s- certain results have, have given towards the FIH rankings fair play but you're in the wrong job there should be some kind of rocket scientist role <laughs> or something. well I was going to say that um, I'm not going to go into a lot of the, the in depth of it we'll just if if you want to know more of the in depth of the rankings I'm sure Finda will be putting here we go Philippe Philippe Demaray okay there you go thanks Philippe Um, and he'll go into a far more of a detailed explanation of how these rankings are achieved and points for continental championships etc etc but basically as it stands at the moment on the women's side of things the Netherlands Argentina South Africa have qualified as their continental champions this is the women's side of things. Now, yep. it's complicated by the fact that Japan won the Asia qualification and then the hosts. So they've got a spot already. So that spot is open for allocation to the FIH. So, so there's a double spot been made available, effectively? Uh, no, just the single spot. Because oh, there, there was always yeah. going to be a host. Wasn't there was always yeah. going to be a host. Yeah. So that direct qualification spot, will now move into the FIH ranking through the Olympic qualification event. Hear, the, hear me out here. No, I'm just like, I can hear a dog barking in the background. Yeah, I'm not sure it's with us or not. No, that's Maggie, the podcast mascot, who's done an Achilles at the moment. So she's... Oh, bless. She won't be oh, playing finals this year? She won't be playing finals. She's not supposed to play at all, which is consequently why you hear her barking inside at the moment, if you can hear it. Okay. Further complicating the women's side of things is South Africa... Um, women may or may not go. We'll talk about that more later on. And, of course, there's still the qualification involving Australia or New Zealand. Now, into the Olympic qualification tournament go the six teams that won their tournaments as far as the hockey series finals go. Uh So the top two from each of the three hockey series finals. So that is Spain, Ireland, India, Korea, Canada and Japan. So that opens up another spot to be filled by a high-ranked FIH team to go into those Olympic qualifiers. Then you have the teams that have qualified through the Pro League. Now, on the women's side of things, those four teams were the Netherlands, Australia, Argentina and Germany. Oh, someone sent me an email, mate. Um, now, as it stands, the Netherlands and Argentina... Oh, you got training again this Sunday morning, by the looks of it. Yeah, I have at 6.30. Oh, 6.10 we've I got I can't believe this. Honestly, John's been up for three Sunday mornings running at 5.30am to go and train. This week, training's only two kilometres away from where he lives. He's got to be there half an hour earlier than he would normally be. I'm, I'm, I'm actually leaving... I'll, I'll leave the house earlier to get to this training that I won anyway it's a long story what, I'm dedicated mate you're dedicated what's amazing he's getting into bed before 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday no I'm not um, let's get back to this hashtag athlete yeah hashtag athlete uh, old, old man athlete is that DJ old man athlete uh, we'll work on your name we'll work on your name old ho pro we got we got a suggestion today that we suggestion today that uh, why haven't we taken the whole show directly onto Snapchat and forget about <laughs> putting it out? <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back to this qualification now. From the pro- four pro league teams that um, qualified for the Olympic qualification, only one of them it looks like will need their spot. That's Germany. Now I'm assuming Australia win the the. Uh, uh, continental Championship, so they're... That's bold. Well, I'm, I'm assuming it. Oh, New Zealand could win. Now, if New Zealand wins, that then means Australia's place... Would, Australia would take their place in the Olympic qualification tournament. Via the Pro League. Yeah. yeah. Now, we have a number of teams. Then it goes on your ranking to fill up the numbers in that tournament from the world rankings. Correct? Mm-hmm. So, as it stands... That would mean that... Um, so that was a strange strange response then, but I was having a little okay. uh, drink of my soft drink there, John. Yeah, it looks like can, Kite Can. Indeed. Very cleverly marketed, Red that can. I would suggest. Um, England will go into the Olympic qualifiers. Great Britain. I'm not sure if it'll be England that no. plays or Great Britain that will play. It's GB. Do you understand that? No, it's GB. It's got to be in the, the Olympics, isn't it? Yeah, well, you'd think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Spain are already there. New Zealand would go. And, 
China and Belgium, I believe. Ireland, India, China, Belgium, Korea, USA, Canada, and then towards the bottom of the rankings, the extra spots, Italy, Chile, Russia. Not into the qualification tournament. Oh, sorry, I'm talking about the women's at the moment, not the men's. So am I. Huh? Yeah, talking women's. Yeah, that's how we look at it at the moment, I think. Germany, England, Spain, New Zealand, Ireland, India, China, Belgium, Korea, USA, Canada, Italy, Chile, Russia. Yeah. Okay. That's, but that's under the assumption, um, of Aust- Australian win, I, I, isn't it? Either way it goes. No, yeah, so that's either, with, you, uh, yeah, 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 with Australia. Either Australia will, will win and go directly and their place will be available, which will probably mean it'll go to New Zealand anyway, or New Zealand will win. And Australia's place will be held in the Olympic qualification because of their pro league standing. Yeah. So either way, it's going to work. That's that's how that side of things will work out. Uh, on the men's side of things, the direct qualifiers are Belgium, Argentina, South Africa, whose men have been confirmed as going. Yeah. I believe. But it's still up in the air with the women. women yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll speak about that more yeah. though. Um, and of course, either Australia or New Zealand. Now. Once again, it's a situation where if Australia lose to New Zealand, New Zealand directly qualify, Australia will still go into the Pro League, use their Pro League ranking to play in the Olympic qualifying tournament. Uh, the other way around, New Zealand are going to make the Olympic qualifying tournament anyway because of their world ranking, I would suggest. Um, there is one place available from the direct qualifiers for use in the Olympic qualifying tournament because Japan, of course, won the Asia Cup and go as the host. Um, so there you go. Uh, Malaysia, Canada, France, Ireland, um, South Africa's spot will go to the next highest ranked team, which at this stage, it's, it's going to be Spain, Germany. They're the next ones in line there. So New Zealand, they're the next top three that will go through. And then they'll start... So you're looking at Pakistan, Wales and Scotland probably scraping in at the Well, no, Wales and Scotland won't, so we're going to Austria and Egypt. Oh, Austria and Egypt, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, of course. So, so there, is there a potential there of a clash between Pakistan and India in a two-legged game that could hinge on Olympic qualification? Is that is that a possibility? Um well, let's have a look at how they've worked this draw. Because it's, po- it's like po- they've the got, teams they've will got play pot- each other as follows: the three highest-ranked teams in the FIH World Rankings at the end of the 2019 Continental Champions will be drawn at random at home to play against one of the 10th, 11th, or 12th-ranked teams as at the end of the Continental yeah, Championships. Yeah, so that's what they so call Pot One. So that's potentially Netherlands, India, Germany being the three home teams there against. Unless of, course Australia, unless, of course, Australia lose the okay, Continental right. Championship yeah, when they okay. become number one, so they'd be top of pot, yeah, they'd be pot one. So that would punch out India at the bottom into pot yeah. two, wouldn't it? Yeah, 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 it would, yeah. So let's say Australia win, India in that pot, they could be drawn at randomly, randomly against one of Pakistan, Austria, or, or Egypt. If they're in the pot Austra- one. <laughs> if they're in pot yeah, if they two. are, if they are, if they are. If they're in pot two, they'll avoid it. They'll play against teams from pot four, um, from pot three, which yeah. could be Malaysia, France, Ireland, Korea. France would be a tough game. There's going to be there's going to be a couple of uh, interesting fixtures in there, and maybe somewhere which people will think will will be a rollover, and we know the result beforehand. But it's 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 two games of hockey. Um, and uh, there's a lot on, lot on the line for it. I did notice there was a report the other day saying, you know, the FIH is going to have a problem if there's a, a game. It falls at India play Pakistan because obviously it'll be at home at India. They're the highest ranked team. That's the way it'll work. Um, and I thought, is it really a problem for the FIH or is that a problem for the Indians and Pakistanis to sort out? Well, no, but it comes back onto the FIH, doesn't it? That's no, no, the, I mean... If it was an Olympic thing, what would the Olympics, the, the IOC say? They'd say, this is non-political, we're well, not getting involved well, with that. Where, where are we at at the moment with, with games being able to be held in India or Pakistan or Pakistanis playing in India and we've had yeah, a lot so of issues not, recently. It, it's not an FIH issue though. What I'm getting at is the tensions and problems that exist there are not the FIH's issue. 
No, it's societal, John. You're absolutely right, but we still want to get some hockey played and we want to be apolitical within the game as well, don't we? Which is kind of hard sometimes with uh, uh, commentary from leadership. Just saying. Anyway, um, some intriguing... We basically know who's going to be there um, for those Olympic qualifying events and we'll get some sort of after the Oceania Cup, which is coming up, let's have a look. On I think the I think September the fifteenth is is when we find out when all the games are, are, are yeah. sorted out, isn't it? That's about right. Well, the Oceania Cup's happening. Uh, 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 where is it? Oceania Hockey Fives. Where's the Oceania? Uh, same 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 dates, but yeah, Rockhampton, the beef capital yeah, of Australia. Fourth to the eighth, I think it is of. Um, of September, so just around the corner we'll get to them. And there will be streaming available that, John? Mm. What do you make of the talk about, oh, uh, Australia quali- only has to play New Zealand only play, what do you make of all that stuff? Um, well, you can only play against who you can play against, can't you? That's, that, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd feel pretty dirty if I was uh, new, I, a comment came through that I read earlier on was that you know Belgium have had a, a tough route to make it through to be European Championships to, to qualify for the Olympics. Um, now, it's equally tough for New Zealand. They're going to play Australia three times, and for Australia, they're going to play New Zealand three times. That's pretty tough as well, isn't it? Uh, but your point before is okay. Well, if, if that's not the route, where do Australia and New Zealand go? Who, uh, which which confederation do you think would be happy to take Australia at the moment? Do we go to Africa? Do we go to Asia? That, that's, that's the well. There's South America? Co- there, there, there's cultural link. Uh, well, South America, yeah, but yeah, potentially. Straight across the Pacific. Well, that's that's what's happening with uh, with the rugby, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. The, the, yeah, super whatever they call it. Um, Argentina, South Africa, Australia, oh, New Zealand. Stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's many questions that that does pose. Well, I mean, it's, it's fair, fair. It is, to be honest, fair to question that. You'd think, you, don't you? Well, look at that, oh, but. What, what's the way around it? What are the alternatives? Give, give me alternatives to the situation. Well, the history of the Oceania Hockey Federation has, has been the litany of distance, hasn't it? And so, you t- boys and girls, you just get on with what you do down there. Um, you're a continent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're a continent. Um, we're a long way from everywhere. Asia's our closest neighbours. But look at the... the What's happened with soccer with Australia? Nobody wants Australia involved in Asian soccer since None Australia is just no. <laughs> well, that, that's going to be the problem when when you're a good team. If Australia was ranked 20th in the world, do you reckon anybody would really care where they went? No, they wouldn't. But because we're ranked number one, no one is game to have a team ranked that high come and take place. All right, well, I'll, I'll, call, I'll, I'll call it now. Australia joins... Euros, because obviously we're we're in Eurovision already for absolutely True. no absolutely no reason True. whatsoever. If it's good enough for Eurovision, perhaps it's got to be right. good for good for hockey, isn't it? Hockey. Uh, we could tie that in. Maybe we it's already, there's already a tie. Did you see the party after the Belgian win the other night? <laughs> yeah, I did. Some, and, uh, and some of that some of that Euro trance far out, man. I, I thought that there was, some, there was some fantastic um, some fantastic beer holding going on as well. Okay, movement with non-spilling of beers. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought, you know... The well, it's essential carbo conser- loading, John. You can't just yeah. spill that stuff around. Conservation of, of liquids was just fantastic. Mm. No, they, they were very happy, weren't they? Good, well, oh, good, good on them. Party, yeah. No, the music was a bit... First ever Euro Championships for the, for the Belgian men. It was... D- Dutch girls just went home after the game, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, it's just another. I swear, <laughs> just another win. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so put that next. Oh, do I have to get a a, a bigger trophy cabinet now? Do I? Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, poor ladies. They must be doing it tough. Yeah. Uh, no, but it's keeping the um the cabinet makers in work. <laughs> <laughs> Building all of those trophy cabinets. Fine, fine craftsmen in the in the Netherlands. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, keep the going. the um. The men's trophy, though, they wouldn't yeah. need any ex- extensions on that, would they? Well, uh, no, no. Not for a while. No, not for a while, death. So, hey, well, unless, unless, unless you're making a coffin. On a serious note, seriously, some of those bells have been tolling uh, across the channel there, haven't they, with, with some of the performances from the Great Britain teams? Would you, I mean, there was a bit of... I'd be disappointing. Yeah, uh, di- well, you would be. But 
Is is there a bit too much? Um... Except for the Wales men, they're bloody ecstatic. That four 0 win in the last yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, uh, keeps them up. Yeah. But uh, do England uh, get? Are they Great Britain? Are they a bit hard on themselves at times? Do you think? Do you think? Uh, a they pump themselves up a bit too much, and consequently they get bashed out a little bit more. And they bash themselves. A yeah, it's bit inflated more. for a reason. There's really good funding goes into the programs that are there, and, and, so, and so people are upset when when there aren't results from that. Funding. Oh, that government funding. <laughs> yeah, a performance-based funding. Yeah, <laughs> great. Oh, well, I, yeah, I, I'm an outsider. I'm just looking in, so I don't. I'm not involved with the machinations of it all. But from a distance, it appears as though sometimes the tires a bit too inflated and. and you know, sometimes they get let, they let them run too low as well. Yeah, too flat. I, I, I don't disagree at all. There's, um, and there's different schools of thought on the way that things sh- should be happening there. I hear a lot, a lot of commentary from different, different people on it. Um, one of the big things that's Support come out on, ones, so, on, on, so, well, this is it. No, 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 right on that. Well, one, one, of, one of the big things that seems to have come out on social media this week has been that um, there's a fundamental issue. And it's the games not being played in schools there, like it like it should be. And I've said to this to you before. I went to a good school with a, a hockey history, an ex grammar school, but not a grammar school when I went to it. But the t- two of the three sports teachers were both hockey players. And so, with the system in the UK, if you've got hockey players in 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 coaching roles within schools, and I guess it's the same worldwide. Well, why wouldn't it be? Hockey gets a presence and and. Uh, it, it's something that happens within the school and then it's something which then feeds through to the local clubs, blah, 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 blah. And we all know the story with it. What they're finding at the moment is there are a lot of schools that aren't playing hockey. When I was there's... in primary school, hockey was part of the PE curriculum. And Yeah, but look at your school. Look, had... look at the teachers that were doing sport. No, no, your, but it, uh, wasn't, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a hockey. Our school was funded or given, and a lot of schools were, a bundle of plastic hockey sticks. Yeah. And it was part of the curriculum. It wasn't just because you happened to have. Well, a they'd probably be those seventy-six Montreal uh, beige. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Sticks. Yeah, yeah. That's when that's when they came out. I've got one. I've got yeah, one. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, I got it from an op shop a, a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. So we, it was it was taught as one of a few sports. It wasn't the only sport, but we were you know taught the basics of the game at school. Now, m- my. Um, Participation and started previous to that. You know, I think it was a grade six and seven. You, you did hockey. You know, for a, a month and whatever it was. You know, you learnt the skills. We played a few games. And, yeah. Um. So that was always that. That's my experience. But the, the the point is that what's coming out of the UK from a lot of people going, look, this is the problem. This is what we need to fix. Yeah, great. You need to fix it, but. <laughs> It's it's a long way off before those remedies that you might put in place now are going to pay off at the top end. It's it's a ten year program you're looking at, isn't it? Oh, longer. Oh, ongoing, but you're not going to see any fruition within ten years if if, if there's something you're concerted about that this is what you're going to no. deliver to a wider base. And look, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have um, Ray Smith from England GB Hockey coming on the show there's a new project that he's getting set up in uh, um, uh, Hockey Inner City looking forward um, to talking to yeah, him yeah and, 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 and look I, I think there's this has come up before I remember a post from Manny Kotcher oh, maybe 8-10 months ago and there was uh, a picture of the latest England schoolgirls under 16 team yeah. maybe that, that popped up there it was very white it was very middle class. Yeah, I remember the post. Yeah. And, 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 and there was, uh, let's say a 90% feed into that squad through the private school system and clubs and you know, certain pathways that you could buy yourself to get into that situation. And that's not taking away any talent f- from the, um, the girls that were involved within that. But it was quite apparent that there was a certain face to England hockey players at that age group at that time. Uh, and and uh, it, circumstance is circumstance. People get selected as they get selected. You can only turn up and play and go through the process as you go through it. Yep. 
but there wasn't a great deal of ethnic diversity. I don't know about the socio-economic background with it all, but it seemed quite clear that there were certain pathways that could get you to that level. And uh, that's, a, uh, that's a little bit separate from what we're talking about with uh, getting into schools, but it's, it's all kind of within the mix there, isn't it? Oh, certainly. It certainly is. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Um, scored TRS results. We've had the Euros. Now the important stuff, mate. Um, well, no surprises on the... Hey, is, this the is this the men's or the women's side of things? Let me have a look. Uh, I think this is men's. Yeah. Is it? You're in charge here. No, this no, I'm, I'm in charge. <laughs> no, it definitely is the men's because Andrew Wilson is in the top five in the men's. Is he? Don't ask about the women's. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, really? But Maddie Groshaw, Coach Maddie. Well done. Second tournament in a row on the men's. 311 points. He's sitting at the top of the ladder. Rob Abbott, shh, 293 in second place. But that got him a win on one of the other um, Did it? leagues, yeah, where he actually won something. Uh, uh, Maddie, we're going to have to. We're still looking for something behind, down the back of the sofa. We'll find something. Uh, Alex Injamela, uh in third spot. In fact, I'm going to go all the way down the list, John. This is the men's. Uh, we'll go down. Well, Kennedy Muniala, Andrew Wilson, Ben Doherty, Kevin Johnson, oh, Jonas, Nick Davy, Keely Dunn, Mark Davies. Owen with Grifters, Chuck and Runners. Uh, Mark, Chuck and Grifter, runners. if you've got, if you've uh, got some video of it, mate, send us your Chuck and Runs. Hashtag Chuck and Run. Uh, Rotten Row Hockey Club in 11th. Martin Lee, Tansy in 12th. Rob Barron, 13th. Philippe Lambert, Gregor Fisher, Jade Bloomfield. Matt Allen, uh, Abby Grocut, Stephen Finlayder, and Tab Thomas down in New Zealand. That's the, uh, was that the men's or the women's? That was, that, that was the men's, you said. That was the men's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Women's, top, Rob Abbott, 280 points. Got some points elsewhere. Uh, Jade Bloomfield, Hockey World News in Whoa, second. Hey. Baggy Barron from Rotten Row Hockey Club in third. Stephen Finlayder from the Hook, Mark Owen. Rotten Row Hockey Club again. Jeez, he's done it right, Baggy, with his uh, selections. Well, he keeps a keen eye on. Kevin them. Johnson, Kennedy, Moniala, Martin Lee, Keely Dunn. Martin. She's beat me in both Tansy. She's beat me in both competitions. Oh, jeez. Sarah Kelly, Matt Allen, twelfth place. Alex Injamala, Tab Thomas, Gregor Fisher, Mark Egner, and Andrew Wilson, bottom of the TRS Women's really? Scored Fancy Competition. That's easy to believe. So he won a bronze medal with the Spanish ladies. Yeah. He's finished and got outcoached by he's, you. In the yeah, outcoached. How, how's that feel? Bronze. Yeah, that's him now. <laughs> oh. Sending you a message. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> um, he was going to try and make the interview this evening uh, to chat all about it, but uh, his sister's just had a bub. Uncle oh, Andrew. Really? Uncle oh, Andrew. Congrats, Andrew. Oh, congrats. That's cool. Oh well, I, uh, there you go. That's your that's your scored fancy league. He would have had a team full of Spanish girls though, and they came third. So yeah, happy with that. Yeah, well done. Well done to everybody involved too. I hope you all have Hola. fun. Oh, did you enjoy? Did you get that bit of echo then. Did you enjoy coming twelfth? <laughs> <laughs> like I said to you last week, I didn't change anything. I just put it in. I'm busy, mate. Don't take the piss. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You're lucky. I've Turned up here this evening. Well, you can I, be a judge I of did that know much, you. I noticed you got that garrote sticking out uh, the, the top of your little esky there. <laughs> Under pressure. That's me. You're doing well, mate. That's You're doing me. well. Jeez. How are the girls going? What? <laughs> the girls. D daughters. Daughters. Sorry. Oh, one, well, one's on the in in the and newspaper they tomorrow. They are. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Um, the other one lock, we... locked in a cupboard downstairs for insolence. So, <laughs> South Africa. The men apparently are going. The women, according to the South African Olympic qualification people, they don't believe that the um, the continental championship is of a standard high enough to um, warrant their qualification for the Olympics. Do you know the answer? Bollocks. Put Australia in there as well. What? There you go. In there's Africa. the answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, but then they'll win. <laughs> that doesn't work, Matt. We want South Africa no, to go. We do. Now, 
Where, where does, but the, but the men, but the men have got the okay, but the women don't have the yeah, okay. So there's a double standards there. For where, where's, where's hockey's responsibility in this? Because this is not a hockey tournament; it's an Olympic tournament. If you understand what I'm getting at with well, making that distinction, it's not to be part of the Olympics. There's going to be two processes, or two two pathways for you to be able to get there. That's part of the. Yeah, and there are, there were two pathways available to them. Yep, and they've they've qualified through one of those pathways. Yep. So what's the problem? That's it. They should just Job go. Done. But what, what I'm saying is, the South African government are again holding out on this, or look, appears that they're going to hold out on this. But is, so is this, is this what, the whole, the medal chance thing? Well, yeah, I think it is. So I think it's, it's funding based on your, you know, once again, it's one of those government linked things that doesn't really understand how sport works. But is that in, in the spirit of Olympism? No, definitely not. I mean, the, the, the whole point of, of teams like South Africa who potentially the, the point of going to the Olympics is not necessarily to bloody win the thing Eric the Eel well yeah Eddie the Eagle <sighs> Steve Bradbury who'd ever thought an Australian would win a gold medal in speed skating yeah well he didn't <laughs> no he, <laughs> I mean, or maybe he did Bradbury. that's why he was He's, there he did believe to, mate, he, he doesn't see that as one that's ten years work goes went into that, that victory. It wasn't a case of blokes falling over, it was him doing hard yards for ten bloody years. Yeah. And that's what the Olympics is about. And okay, you know what? South Africa probably aren't gonna win it. But you they've they've done all they can to be there and they deserve to be there under the qualification criteria that apply and they should go and their government should support them to go. What, so what how how do we outside influence it to ensure or to help or enable yeah. these Su- success to success isn't just measured measured by winning medals or finishing in a certain spot as a group you you set your own goals and that's not and, what the Olympics is about system. either no. in fact it's specifically not about that yeah. you read the Olympic Charter didn't dominoes used to be in the Olympics dominoes yeah good on and I think dueling was as well breakdancing coming into it yeah, I mean, they, this idea they, that it's the best is is just you know not true. Yeah, and the, the, there were uh, chess. Chess was early days, I think. There's <laughs> like <laughs> tug of war. We 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 tug hold, of war was in the Olympics. We hold a certain candle to to the uh, Olympic movement, don't we? And it's all so important for us as a hockey family because we feel it's one of the best opportunities for us to showcase our game well, to the world. And it is. It yeah. is no doubt because we don't get it on TV in a lot of places unless it's via the Olympics. It broadens the discussion. We're in a new world. Our, we're in a new world. We're in we? a new world, and the Olympics is a changing beast. And we we know that there's pressure on our sport to remain within the Olympic Games from the Olympic movement itself, right? That that's a real thing. We know it's there. Um, what direction the Olympics is hoping to take in the future? Who's to know? They're being very coy about that. Although there's lots of rumours and innuendo about what might be done in the future. Um, if the Olympics is about participation, it's not about the best. World Cup is about the best. I mean, that should be a, a, a undoubtedly the top teams in the world through a rigorous selection process, yeah. a qualification process, end up there. And you might be ranked outside the top 16, but your performances will be good enough to get you inside of that, through that qualification. Now, if South Africa had to qualify through playing a series of rounds of tournaments across the globe, I don't know that they'd end up in that top 16. But the Olympic movement gives them the opportunity to compete for a tournament where they will be playing that And we need to give them that opportunity because what's the point in playing international hockey otherwise? Um, If you just pick the top 10, 12, 16 teams from the world rankings to do it, that takes a lot of incentive out for a lot of nations around the world. It does. You've You've got to have that dream to be able to get onto the highest stage you can possibly get onto. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Hashtag Gloho Po. Yo, 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 John. DJ MCMA, is that it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm yeah. catching on. Get down with the kids. Hey, hey. yep. Yeah. Hunky doobie. What, what's, <laughs> I don't know. What is one minute? Oh, what is, um. Well done. You posted, is, you posted something on WhatsApp today as well. Whack. 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 Is My whack in? Whack apparently is, is the word at the moment. As in, I'm that's whack? Yeah, something's yeah. whack. Oh, it's whack. That's it's whack. whack. Yeah. Um, 
I, uh, this story popped up, uh, like, yeah. I meant to mention this last week. You're bloody week. whack. <laughs> I meant to mention this last week. It's a fantastic story, and it should be part of, um, chapter one of the Coaching 101 manual. I'll, I would put this, it's a, a masterstroke here. As well as being very good. International hockey players swapped hockey sticks for rakes and shovels to help in a massive clean-up of the coastline in their country. This story comes from the FIH uh, website in the news section. The Philippine National Indoor Hockey Team came to a collective decision. We'll come back to collective decision in okay. a moment. Because I was going to pose is hockey a democracy? Just Sorry, go down. on. You, you made that clear last <laughs> week at the end of the show. Um, the manager came to a collective decision to start doing regular beach cleanups, starting with a section of the natural harbour in the capital city, Manila. More than 40 players and coaching staff arrived before sunrise to start their work, and while they might have missed hockey training on that day, the physical effort of dragging the accumulated garbage up the beach, then loading it into the city garbage trucks, was a strength workout in itself. So, is this on the FIH website? This is. The idea was the brainchild of Benjamin Arroyo, Secretary General of Larong Hockey, Sa Filipinas, and Bernie Amaruo, Chief of the Community Environment and Natural Resource Office of the City of Paranique. It had also had full what, what, support what a of the city are. mayor, Edwin L. Olivares, the Honourable Edwin L. Uh, more than a truckload of garbage was collected. Now, mate, that's brilliant. You're the coach of the national team. Let's see who the keen ones are. Let's find out who really wants to be here. Boys, get the rubber gloves out. We're going down the beach. <laughs> now, I think that's a brilliant coaching ploy. Um, Andrew Wilson, <laughs> I, can, I can see him getting the girls down there. Ladies, women, sorry. And and maybe um, <laughs> maybe Max can get the Dutch men down the beaches there well, in the prob- rubber gloves. They probably need to be. And uh, they're all... Decked out with sticks and, and you look at that There's a photo here That's not an easy job mate That's not picking up A few ice cream wrappers <laughs> Is it I mean that's serious rubbish There on the beaches It's, it's, it's um, pretty far removed From the, the, the pro The professional league The pro league But they're indoor That's the national indoor team Oh jeez And they're laying down The gauntlet to field players There I would suggest <laughs> They're laying it down Oh, the the, the yeah. challenge now <laughs> yeah, I'm sure should be are, yeah. all hockey teams to go and clean up a bit of beach. Why not? What what are they doing, those lazy buggers at the AIS all day? They get up at Mate, 5 I'm, o'clock, do an hour's worth of I'm training, serious. sit around drinking We haven't got enough blokes to clear the bins at our club this week. <laughs> Forget cleaning the bloody beach. We don't need to. We've got pristine, beautiful, sandy beaches here in beautiful Perth, Western Australia. Yeah, do, they don't do, look like that. Do visit. But, what do visit, take a tour on the Brewers Dray Boutique Beer Explorer <laughs> Okay, I might have taken the mickey a little bit Of that story, but congratulations to everybody Involved in that, that's something worthwhile to do Isn't it, as a team And to help promote the sport and also uh, Any, any team bonding, I think we, we've done Things um, with Ronald McDonald House in the past Over here, you can go and do oh, yeah. shifts As teams, I think it's a good thing if you can take Your, your group, whatever they are Outside of the the normal environment and maybe do a little bit of good it's one of the hard things is it, when you're in a club is that fundraising has always got to be about you and fundraising for you as a club because you're desperate to get everything yeah, every yeah, cent you can get hard. in but if you can go and do a bit of good elsewhere and do some fundraising for another charity and, you, and do that as a as bonding exercise then you know that's perfect or maybe not for a charity and maybe just cleaning up the local environment good on people them. see these guys doing it maybe People start to become more invested into doing that themselves, yeah, yeah. And, you know, encourage others to try. Yeah, we're, it's lucky for us here. We've got great beaches and we complain about the amount of rubbish lying around the place at times. I've, in, in my previous life working in the mining industry, I've been in some really, really remote, remote places where you would have found Coke bottles or Coke cans yeah. or things like the bits of rubbish you just cannot imagine how they possibly got to where they got to. So, we're environmental warriors here as well. The oh, yeah, well, well, I'll, I'll be re- recycling this can when I finish with it. Well, you're filling it with beer again. No, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll crush it and, and put it into the uh, container deposit system. Put it in with all the other Coke cans. 
Okay, what else have you got, mate? Um, Scottish Hockey uh, restructuring on their Premier grades over the next two or three years. Looks exciting what they're trying to do there. It, and it's interesting. Get a bit more profile. Good, good. I'm glad they're doing something or whatever. I don't want to take the mickey out of it too much. but Someone will be upset somewhere with it. But. Yeah. Did, uh, did they not have a, like, a top grade of hockey before? They've got nas- national, national leagues, but I think it's just about getting a bit more focused. I, what, so it's, smart, it's we, re-branding. We've seen, yeah, rebranding. We've seen some, but we've seen some good positive stuff yeah, media-wise, yeah. uh, coverage-wise out of Scottish hockey. They seem to be on the ball with what they're doing there, so good on them. So it's basically the same teams playing the same sort of league, just... Probably we're about, we're, we're spunking it up a little. We're bit. going through a, a restructure next season now, so we're going from this strange split of yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a little hard to explain, but blah, yeah, blah. provisional, metro, premier grades, it's a bit of a mix, and we're going to a straight linear structure. Um, good. And uh, you shouldn't have two teams from the same club in in the same grade as it goes through. Um, and I in England with some of the restructuring that's happened. Over last season, there was a bit of that happening, and but these sort of things take a bit of a, a, a time to work themselves out. Uh, some comments to me over the past week have been, "Oh well, yeah, but if if this team had finished in seventh, and next year they'll be in this grade and that grade, and oh, they're probably going to be a bit lower than they should be." And and I said, well, "Look, just relax, because if you're a bit lower than you should be, then you should have a really great season next year. And happy days, you yeah, win, you, right. you win the league, you win a premiership." You step up for the next grade and it gets a bit harder. Um, that's the kind of the way that it should be. And so you, well, you, you might miss out for a year or two and there might be a bit of impact, short-term impact, but there's also opportunity within it as well. We, we had a bit of a situation like that in our over-50s team this year. In the sense that last year we played, we were playing in a lot too lower grade. Yeah. And it became quite obvious halfway through but, the season. But we, probably but, a grade but we asked, we asked for the higher grade. We were yeah, denied we, it because it was a new right. side that was going into there. And, and that's fair enough. That decision yep. has to be made. So we what, what you've got to do is you've got to go and win it. And then yeah. you go up. And we got up this year. Yeah. And, and what's happened? Well, uh, it's a much, much tougher grade. Much, um, the teams are far more teams closer together. Uh, last year there was probably only two other teams apart from us that were reasonably any good this year probably the top seven teams could all deserve on the day it, on the yeah, day yeah. could deservedly be someone's missing from one team they've got yeah. an extra one back yeah, in yeah, and, yeah all of that sort know, of stuff very very close competition but we repeated last year we finished top and only lost one game yeah which is the same result we had last year in a much much easier grade yeah so you finished up, so you got the yep. the minor premiership. Which, 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 yeah, so you have a double chance at the finals. That's the way the system works here in Australia. So you get a flag for finishing top, but it, at the end of the day, it's nice, but it kind of means nothing because you've still got to get finals. to the grand, still got to get to the grand final, that's and you've it. still got to win that, and that's the thing that really, really matters. So you win the minor premiership, you can reflect on we've had a good year, boys. We couldn't have finished in a higher spot through the season. Um, <laughs> Maggie, the podcast dog, wants to come in, I think. Oh, that is her. Yes, she does. <laughs> Hang on, Maggie. We'll be with you in a minute, mate. You're up. So, yeah, back to the hockey. Um, so, you finish in the, in the best position you could possibly finish. But the hard work then starts, doesn't it? It's, oh, it, yeah. It, it's it, a different it, game. It, it, it's a totally different game. And, you know, you don't know quite who's qualified for your opposition through the season as well. It's, uh, it's strictly regulated. But you get the old bolter occasionally <laughs> appear and to go, hang on a minute, I haven't played against that bloke before. Yeah, especially uh, like in a grade like mine, there's two teams this year that, because of work commitments, I didn't play against. Yeah. Now, neither of those teams are in the finals, but if they had it turned up in the finals and we showed up to play with them, I would have been there. Where'd that guy come from? That's right, yeah. He hasn't played with them before. Yeah. Not that they'd probably be intimidated by the fact that I've shown up to a hockey field. They, they wouldn't be too worried oh, about mate, that. I think it's important. I think it's important. Once you've got your state colours, uh, and well, you've done at least three Sunday morning early training sessions, then you can you can be a little, hey, you know you can pick yourself up a I, little bit. I've got to break out the socks this weekend. We've been told to wear the socks, so yeah. they'll get their first run. Looking oh. forward to it. Yeah. Well, I hope you don't wash them. You know who we're playing this weekend? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, the Divi One team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Proper hockey players. <laughs> We got some proper hockey players in our side. Yeah, I know. Doesn't expect extend to all it's good. What's your eighteen pos- of us. So, what, where's, where's your position so Goes far? To about seventeen. Where, where are I playing? Where have you been playing so far? Left wing. <laughs> I got a couple of minutes at left inner last week. 
That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, you impressed you a couple of games on turf with my boys. That was, you know, that was. Uh, yeah, I was playing left half, wasn't it? Yeah. Right half. Left inside left. out. Yeah. Left off. Inside left. <laughs> <laughs> left back in the change room. Yeah, let's see. Do the reverse stick. The Global Hockey Podcast. Uh, that's just about it, isn't it? It is. Uh, what have we got? To go through that. Uh, we, there's bound to be lots we've missed. There's bound to be heaps. There's heaps. I've just, I've, I've just enjoyed the relaxing time away from uh, uh, um, hockey messages, mate. It's, uh, so we're trying to organise umpires. Have I told you this? What, are you umpire? You can do the bar this week, or I'm, I'm slated down somewhere through the team. I've stuck my hand up. Yes, mate. Okay, I'll be good. helping out. After so if you are a member of Fremantle the hockey club, you listen to this on the men's side. Answer your messages from your team manager, please, because um, I'm getting quite uh, upset at the lack of response. Shall, I, will, I, will be putting I will be putting individual phone calls in. Not anyway, joking. Yeah. <sighs> oh, it's a big undertaking the club's taken on this weekend. And, um, you know, there'll be more of them come the future, so we better start working hard at it. Yeah. And that's it. It's like at any hockey club or any sporting club anywhere. You've got to have the people that can put in the time and effort to... Um, no. Make these things I, I reckon if you're listening to this show, then you're probably a contributor to your club anyway. But if you're not, catch somebody who's in your club who's not a contributor, whack them around the air hole and say, this is important. We, like, we want to make these things happen. We want to show our best to the hockey world of what we can do as a club. Then it takes everybody to get involved. Who's umpiring us on the weekend? Um, uh, I do know yours actually, but you've got some good young umpires umpiring you. Have we? Good. Yeah. We'll need them. I've discovered who's umpiring my game <laughs> the weekend. <laughs> well, when you ring up Hockey WA and say, oh, can you change the fixtures for me because I want everybody to watch my team play on our new turf. <laughs> They stitched you up, didn't they? They knew exactly who they were putting on that field to umpire you blokes. Yeah, you know it. It's going to be a delight, though. It's going to be a delight. First senior men's final on the new turf. Looking forward to it. Get in. Uh, Have a good hockey weekend, folks. Thanks for joining us, folks. See you for 110 next week. Hey, Ruth. Thanks for listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Uh, we're on Patreon, and if you'd like to support our hockey podcast endeavours, then you can jump onto patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. Give us a little bit. There's some perks and stuff like that. Have a look at it. Patreon.com, the reverse stick. Ciao.